What is up guys? It is Quinn here back again with another fantasy football video. And today I'm going to be talking about one player at every position who I think is going to have a major bounce back season. So these are going to be guys who, you know, were drafted at a certain spot last year and really just underperformed that price for whatever reason, you know, I'll kind of break down why I think it happened. And then I'll give my reasoning for why I think they're going to bounce back. And, you know, I think they're good values at their current ADP because in fantasy football, I feel like a lot of the edges you're going to find in value come from players who kind of underperformed last year and people overreact, you know, drop them way low in the rankings when sometimes, you know, players underperforming can come down to, you know, a few small things like just straight up touchdowns, like sometimes touchdowns just come down to luck. And if you underperform in that department, you're going to perform less well for fantasy and it may not even be your fault. So sometimes fantasy does come down to luck and you don't want to overreact too heavily so one player, one running back, one wide receiver, a quarterback, and a tight end. And let's just jump right into the video, starting off with a running back who I think is going to have a bounce back season, and it is going to be Dalvin Cook. And I know Cook wasn't horrible last season, but he definitely underperformed expectations. He was my running back too heading into the season. He was consistently picked as a top four running back, and he just did not live up to that high-end RB1 ceiling. Because if you're going like second, third, fourth overall, you're expecting that player to finish as a high-end person at their position. He did not do that. He was the RB11 in points per game for running backs, 15.9 points per game. When you were probably expecting, you know, around 20 plus points per game, drastically underperformed that expectation. But the thing that I think, you know, leads me to believe that he is going to have a bounce back year is that his usage in 2021 was very similar to his usage the past two seasons. So I'm going to have a graph up here on the screen and just looking at his rush attempts per game, basically 18 attempts in 2019, a little over 22 in 2020, and then 2021, he was at 19. Then targets per game, 4.5 in 2019, 3.9 in 2020, 3.8 in 2021. So slightly lower than those other two years, but still pretty close. Yards per game, there was a decent, you know, kind of difference here, 118 yards per game in 2019. 137 in 2020, and then 106 in 2021. Like a, over 100 yards a game, you know, from scrimmage, that is not a bad number. And you can be a high end RB1, you know, getting in that range. The problem really comes in this next area, and it was the touchdowns per game. So in 2019, we see 0.93 touchdowns per game. So just under one touchdown a game. Then in 2020, 1.21 touchdowns per game. So those are solid, you know, around one a game. Then 2021, he scored under half a touchdown a game, and that is really the main thing that led to that drop in points per game. So 2019, we're looking at 20.9 points per game, 2020, 24.1, and then like I mentioned, 2021, 15.9. So I think his usage is going to be very similar here in 2022, and he's currently being drafted as the RB6, but he's going late first round. So I think, you know, RB6 is totally fine. He's my running back five, but I would be taking him in the mid first round. The only wide receiver I have ahead of him in my rankings is Cooper Cup. I know on underdog, you've got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I think even Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams are going ahead of Dalvin Cook. But for me, I like to go running backs early and often. So if you can get a guy like Dalvin Cook, who I think can have a high-end RB1 finish, you know, late first round, that is fantastic value. Because I feel like, you know, he's basically the same player similar upside to what he was last year, but instead of picking him at number two overall, you're getting him at a much cheaper price. So Dalvin Cook is going to be my bounce back running back. 
Now moving over to the wide receiver position, this is where I have Brandon Ayuk, and he was a massive disappointment last year. He was coming off a great rookie season, averaged 15.4 points per game. He was being drafted ahead of Debo Samuel, who ended up being elite at the wide receiver position. So people did think that Brandon Ayuk was going to be the guy. He was going to outperform Debo Samuel, and that just did not happen at all. He absolutely tanked at the beginning of the season. I remember week one, I was watching Red Zone, and everyone was just freaking out at the 49ers because I believe Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. Either he was a healthy scratch or he just got no playing time. And then you had Brandon Ayuk, who wasn't even on the field. And it was like, what is going on? What were these beat reporters you know, looking at all offseason? Because there was no indication that all of a sudden Brandon Ayuk was going to be a nobody and that Trey Sermon wasn't even going to be active. So here's another graph up here. Brandon Ayuk, his first seven games, averaged 3.3 targets per game, very, very low, 1.9 receptions per game, and then just under 22 yards per game, and then one total touchdown in those first seven games. So he was brutal, 5.2 PPR points per game. He was getting dropped, and I mean rationally so. He was definitely droppable at this point in the fantasy season. But then the last 10 games, he started to pick it up and put it together. 6.1 targets per game in that stretch, 4.3 receptions per game, and then almost had uh, 70 yards per game, 69.1, and then scored four touchdowns in those last 10 games and did average 13.4 PPR points per game. Right now, he is being drafted around wide receiver 40. I'm not someone who's going to be, you know, going out of my way to target Brandon Ayuk, but I think this is a very fair price for him, and I'd be totally willing to, you know, buy him at the wide receiver 40 cost. Even with his horrible start last season, those first seven games that I talked about, he still finished as the wide receiver 44 in points per game. So he basically seems like a lock to outperform his current ADP. And even though he's going to be firmly behind George Kittle and Debo Samuel, he showed later on in the season, once he kind of got it all together, he can be a flex option for fantasy football. And then if one of those guys goes down ahead of him, he would totally step into a bigger role. And so even though if you're looking at the situation from the outside, he's got a lot of target competition with a rushing quarterback, it's not a fantastic situation. But if you're picking him at you know wide receiver 40, you're just betting on his talent because I still believe he can be a very good NFL wide receiver. At the quarterback position, I'm going to be talking about Lamar Jackson, and he has actually underperformed his ADP in back-to-back seasons. So he was drafted as the quarterback one overall in 2020. At lowest, he was the quarterback two, Maybe Patrick Mahomes was going ahead of him in a few leagues, and then he was drafted as a top five quarterback in 2021, but that 2020 season where he was picked as the number one, finished as the QB nine in points per game, last year finished as the QB eight in points per game. Overall, I would really say this past season was probably the only one that you could consider disappointing because he was the QB nine in uh, 2020. The quarterback production in 2020 was absolutely absurd. So Lamar was the QB nine in points per game. But if you took his points per game number from that season and, you know, put it in the 2021 year, he would have been like the QB three overall. So he played well, can't really control, you know, how the other players just absolutely ball out around him. But this Ravens offense looked very different in 2021, you know, from what we saw in 2020 in 2019. You know, 2019 is when he had that absolutely absurd year where he did win the MVP. They had injuries to their top two running backs before the season, which led to a more pass-heavy attack. Lamar attempted 31.8 pass attempts per game. That was five pass attempts more per game than what we saw out of him in his MVP season. 
I expect the Ravens to shift back to this run-heavy approach, and I am expecting an elite fantasy season out of Lamar Jackson. You let him rely a little bit more on his legs. He's going to be more efficient as a passer, and there is just no other quarterback who can compete with Lamar Jackson's ceiling. So he is actually going to be my QB2 overall behind Josh Allen. I've seen his ADP at a bunch of different spots. He's going pretty high in underdog. I know in other platforms, he's going like fifth, maybe even sixth round. But if you're drafting him like outside the top three quarterbacks, I know some people, you know, have Herbert in there, maybe Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. For me, I'm shooting for upside at the quarterback position if I'm taking these guys kind of early. And so I think if he's going outside the top three quarterbacks, he is a fantastic value this season. And then on to the final position, it's going to be the tight ends. And I think my bounce back player is going to be Darren Waller. After an elite 2020 season where he finished as the tight end two in points per game, averaged 17.4 points per game, he definitely regressed in 2021. He was the tight end six in points per game, which doesn't seem terrible. But you know, at the tight end position, you've always got a few elite guys. And then once you're getting like tight end six, tight end seven, it's kind of just a bunch of dudes in a pack. So Waller was just not special last year, actually averaged over five points per game less than he did in 2020. So that is a major fall off. And for me, I kind of noticed two clear differences between the two seasons. The first one was that Waller could just not find the end zone last year, only scored two touchdowns in 11 games, which is crazy given the amount of targets he saw. And so even though he was that target machine, 8.5 targets per game, the second thing was he just struggled to convert those into receptions and then therefore yardage. So he only caught 59.1% of those targets compared to catching 73.8 of them in the 2020 season. And heading into 2022, I actually think Devontae Adams can help spark a rebound for Darren Waller. He may not have the same ceiling that he had in the 2020 season, you know, when he was the clear number one target, but I'm actually really coming around on this Raiders offense. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. He just has not a lot of support around him. Now he totally does. You've got a receiver core of Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. And teams aren't going to be able to just solely focus on Darren Waller. Remember, like early in the season last year, this was really a one-man show. You had Renfro, you had Henry Ruggs at the beginning of the year, Brian Edwards, but Darren Waller was the clear number one. Remember, Hunter Renfro didn't really break out until late in the year. And a lot of that was when Darren Waller was out with injury. So this Raiders team is going to have to have a high volume passing attack. You're looking at their personnel. They have great pass catchers, but also just looking at that division. I mean, there are going to be some shootouts in those games. Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, those are all very, very good offenses. So the Raiders are going to have to keep up. And I think Derek Carr will be able to support all three of these weapons and they can have nice ceilings. But right now, Darren Waller is going off the board as the tight end four or tight end five. I think that's fair. You know, looking at the other tight ends, he should be behind uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and probably even Kyle Pitts. You know, maybe there's some argument there, but I would prefer Kyle Pitts. But just looking at where he's getting drafted, if I can get him, you know, in the mid fourth round or later, I really like that price for someone who I think can have a bounce back season. You know, he may not finish as the overall tight end one, but I could see, you know, tight end two, tight end three in points per game. And I could totally see him living up to, you know, his current draft price. So those are four bounce back players that I think are going to have nice seasons this year. So Dalvin Cook at running back, uh, Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, and Darren Waller at tight end. Let me know what you guys think about these players down below in the comment section. As always, 
If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. That all helps me out a ton. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.